What if I told you that when it comes to your nutrition, it's not what you eat that matters the most? In my honest opinion, I believe that this is what most diet programs, eating methods, and even the entire nutrition industry has gotten completely wrong. And it's why you've probably struggled with your eating habits and food choices for so long. The good news is that I'm going to explain what does matter the most when it comes to your eating and how you can start doing it today. Let's jump straight in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. So I got an email late one night. It was a Thursday night. It was from Christine. And as I opened the email and started reading it, you know, it's the same heartbreaking saga that I have heard far more than once in nearly two decades that I've been training. But just because I've heard it over and over again does not make the email that I received from her any easier to read. It it said this, she said, on the nutrition side of things, I've done it all. I've done Weight Watchers, 21-day fix, calorie counting, macro counting, etc. I lost 40 pounds the first time in Weight Watchers, but it's all back. And a second try at it did nothing to budge the scale. And I'm now calorie counting again to make sure that I'm eating enough because I think eating so little for so long has just trashed my hunger cues, my metabolism, my cortisol levels. I just don't really know what to do. And I'm starting to lose hope. What a mess, right? And between the lines, I could just see the desperation. I could read the desperation in there. Christine was explaining to me that her body just felt awful. She had zero energy and strength. Everything she had tried and was in the middle of trying was complicated. It was extreme and it required so much time and effort. And her motivation had been completely used up on all these diets. And she didn't have very much left to give to try and eat healthy anymore. And there's no doubt about it. I firmly believe that the nutrition industry has done a poor job of making healthy eating simple and easy. Do you remember learning about the food guide pyramids in elementary school? I think it started out as like a a triangle, you know, like the, the cute little pictures of bread and rice on the bottom, you know, suggesting eight to 10 servings of whole grains per day. There were cartoon designs of fruits and vegetables and meat and dairy and sugars, and it all made up like the different blocks of the pyramid. But then at some point it all changed. Along came a pyramid that looked totally different. The food group blocks were now vertical with some some of them a little fatter than others. It was almost like there were wedges, but it was still unclear how much of each category we were supposed to be eating. And is it still eight to 10 servings of bread every day? How much milk should I be drinking per day? And why is that vegetable slice so skinny? 
And then it became the my plate image, which is is now the thing. So it's a my plate, which is it's a picture of a plate and it's got colored blocks that show you fruit and grains and vegetables and protein and dairy is kind of in a cup. So maybe that's a little bit more helpful, but it's still really nebulous. And just the other day, I googled healthy eating tips. And the, the first result that popped up was actually from the CDC. And it said, do this. To eat healthy, here's what you need to do. And as I say this, I want you to like go through your mind of like, okay, I know how to do that. Okay. So first thing, bump up your fiber. Increase your calcium and vitamin D. Add more potassium. Limit your added sugars. Replace your saturated fats cut back on sodium and aim for a variety of colors. What? Like that is so clinical and nobody other than a registered dietitian really knows how to do any of this. How do you know how to add more potassium? Is that just a bunch of bananas all day long? How are, how are you going to add, like increase your calcium and vitamin D? How do you replace saturated fat? Like this is like we're eating just molecules now, it's just ridiculous. The diet industry never used these pyramids and recommendations anyway. They just threw them out the window and told you to eat whatever had the least amount of calories and then have spent the past 30 years kind of rearranging where the tiniest amount of calories should be coming from, right? In this moment, are we we gonna go low carb? Are we gonna go low fat or fat free? Are we gonna go meat free? You know, it's just kind of like the diet industry is just taking each of those elements that are on the food guide pyramid and just like shoving them around and just saying, let's do whatever is going to amount to the tiniest amount of calories. And if you're like me, like I I cannot keep up. So it's no wonder that you and me and Christine, who sent me that email and countless other women that just want to feel healthy and feel good in their body are so confused about how to eat these days. And unfortunately, what the diet and nutrition industry has completely neglected to tell you is the most important nutrition habit of all. But that is exactly what you have to learn first, and that's what I'm going to teach you today. Today, I'm going to teach you how to eat. And I know that sounds really funny, but you have to stick with me here. What you eat becomes so much easier when you address how you eat first. Okay, think for a minute about how you normally eat. What does that typically look like for you? Do you scarf your food down and mindlessly shovel it into your mouth? Do you just kind of grab food here and there while you're on the go? Do you, I mean, if you're listening and you're a mom, I bet you do this next one. Do you stand at the counter and eat bites of food in between other tasks? Maybe even you don't even make yourself a meal and you just eat bites of food off your kids' plates, but you're like standing at the kitchen or grabbing it while you head out the door. Maybe you even find yourself saying to your kids, hurry up, clean your plate, because that's something you were always told. So you're always like hurrying up and clearing your plate. And All of these eating behaviors, all of these ways of how you eat, this all leads to overeating or undereating and mindlessly or emotionally eating things that aren't, that aren't healthy at all. 
So if you're always struggling, listen to me, if you're always struggling with overeating, undereating, and mindlessly or emotionally eating things that aren't healthy, like splurge things, then you must master the art of eating slowly. And that's what I'm going to teach you how to do today. This is far more important than a food guide pyramid. This is far more important than, you know, increase your potassium, decrease your sodium. Like none of that makes sense. You have to start with mastering the art of eating slowly. Okay, before before I show you how to do this, I know exactly what your biggest objections are to this. Right now you're thinking like, Megan, I don't have time to slow down when I eat. My life is way too busy. The fact that I'm always standing at the counter or grabbing food when I'm running out the door is proof of that. Okay, I get that. Another objection you're probably thinking right now is slowing down won't make that big of a difference. I can still eat bad food slowly, right? (laughs) And then another objection is I do so much better, Megan, with numbers and food rules and lists that I don't think that this would really work for me. Okay, my argument for that last objection is, really? How are the numbers and rules actually working for you? Is that, has that been working out for you in the long run? I bet they're just, all those numbers and rules are probably just making you feel like Christine did in her story at the beginning. To tackle your other objections, I'm gonna show you how to eat slowly. And you'll see that it's doable and actually extremely effective for getting the results that you want. You hear that? You change your eating habits because you want results. You're not trying to change your eating habits and eat better because you're just like on a whim or like, I think that's a good thing to do. Maybe, you know, maybe that's the case, but most likely You're motivated to change your eating habits and eat better because you want some sort of result. Whether you want it to be a health result, you want your body to feel healthier, you want it to feel trimmer, you want to have more energy, you want to be able to live longer, you want to be able to prevent disease. These are all results that you want. Maybe you just want to be able to look in the mirror and like what you see. Maybe you just want to know that you're stewarding your body well and it feels good. So I'm going to show you how eating slowly can accomplish all of those things. Okay, how to master the art of eating slowly. There's three steps to this, okay? This is not as hard as it sounds. Step number one, I want you to time yourself. This is, this is our, our first step here. This is the thing that is the most important thing we have to start here. Don't just jump into like, I'm just going to try to eat slower if, if you haven't done this first step, okay? Time yourself. At your very next meal, prepare your food, put it on a plate, and sit down to eat. <laughs> yes, sit in a chair, maybe even your counter chair like your bar stool, or maybe even you sit at your dining room table. You might have to shove some of the papers and the books and all the backpacks to the side, but, but sit down. Pretend you're fancy (laughs) and then time yourself, pull out your phone, set a timer. Don't think, you know, don't try to make it long, but just see how long it takes you to eat that meal. Do you finish eating that meal in three minutes? Did it take you 11 minutes? Was it 20 minutes? Just figure out 
that baseline. You could do this for each meal of the day because chances are your breakfast is going to take you a little bit of a different time than lunch versus dinner. For most of us that kind of sit down to a family meal at dinner, that dinner time is probably the one that you take a little bit longer to eat, but it's good to get a baseline on each of your meals. So you have a good idea of, okay, my breakfast, I'm eating my breakfast in two minutes. And then lunch is like, okay, that lunch is a little bit better. I'm taking six minutes to eat lunch. Okay. So whatever it is, we just need to establish your baseline. That is step number one. Step number two is to just begin to extend your time. Your goal is to gradually add a minute or two at a time until it takes you between 15 to 20 minutes to eat your meal. Not two, not five, but 15 to 20 minutes, somewhere around there. The longer, the better. So I want to give you some hacks on how you can start to slow your meals down because I want you to start practicing to extend that time. Because if, you're, if your baseline was, okay, breakfast is taking me three minutes, I need to, next time I eat breakfast, take four minutes. Okay, so we just need to gradually add a minute or two just to start working in the direction of the 15 to 20 minutes, okay? Here are some hacks for taking longer. Just sit down. Sit down when you eat. I guarantee if you're standing at the counter, you can move around the counter to where the bar stool is and just sit on the bar stool. Go sit at your dining room table. Just just go sit down. Sit on the floor <laughs> if you need to. Okay, just sit down. Move away from any other responsibilities. All right, I, I want you to get out of the habit of eating at your desk, eating in the car, eating while you're doing the laundry, okay? So eating while you're also tackling other responsibilities. I want you to make the eating the only responsibility you have in that moment, okay? While you're sitting down and eating, I want you to get a cup of water or, you know, a tumbler, whatever it is that you're drinking water at, fill it up, get yourself a full glass of water and try to drink that full glass of water over the course of your meal. What I love about this is that it really does encourage you to slow down. It's not like I'm trying to have you replace food calories with empty water calories. No, no, no. Taking sips of water in between bites causes you to set your fork down and actually take a sip of water. Plus you're going to be a little bit more hydrated throughout the day. So it's kind of like a double whammy there with the drinking water over the course of your meal. I, I just mentioned it. Another way to slow down is set your fork down between bites. Okay. So just set your fork down, take a bite, then put your fork on the, on the table or on your plate. Okay. Another thing to take longer as you eat is don't put a new bite into your mouth until the last bite is fully chewed. Okay. Wow. I feel like I say this to my kids a lot. Like, Buddy, slow down. You have so many bites in your mouth right now. This is a little ridiculous. Like, don't put another bite in until you fully chew that last bite. I think we need to hear that too. I think sometimes we have so many bites in our mouth at once that we're that's how we are scarfing our food down. So try to not put a new bite in your mouth until the last bite is fully chewed. Another thing is just take smaller bites. Don't put as much on your fork or in your spoon as you normally would. Um, another extra tip <laughs> that will help you slow down is to eat less processed foods. This is kind of a little bit, 
You know, I didn't want to go into what to eat today. I wanted to teach you how to eat because it's really important. But when you're eating more whole foods, like fruits, vegetables, real meat, real things, like it takes longer to chew. It doesn't just instantly dissolve in your mouth. Think about how long, if I were to put two baby carrots in your mouth right now (laughs) versus two Doritos, which would you eat faster? Which would take longer to chew up and swallow? The baby carrots. Same with like, um, you know, a chicken nugget versus steak which would take a little bit longer to chew and eat. So if you get in the habit of just eating less processed foods, naturally you're going to start eating, taking a little longer to eat. Okay, so that was step number two, is just beginning to extend your time at each meal. Now this next step, step number three, this is really important. Okay, stop for a second. I just want to acknowledge that nobody's perfect and nobody has perfect eating and exercise habits. I even splurge almost every day and miss a workout here and there. However, you might be feeling that you're so far off track right now and your body is really starting to feel it. This isn't just one or two missed workouts here and there or a splurge meal every so often. This is maybe months off from making any kind of consistent effort and your body is starting to talk back. All right, before you go do some sort of extreme overhaul, I have a free five-day guide that I want to give you that's going to help you get back on track with some simple daily challenges, giving you some of my best eating tips, my favorite stretches, and more that will really help you jumpstart some simple good habits. Totally doable, and your body will instantly thank you for it. And I want to give it to you for free. All right, just go to vigeofit.com slash tips to sign up. That's vigeofit.com slash tips, or you can hit up the link in the show notes and I'll immediately send you the first day's healthy tips. You're gonna love it. Okay, this one is where it really matters. So listen up. If you're multitasking, because I know you might be, come back to me, okay? While you're eating, while you're eating slowly, I want you to ask yourself the four awareness questions while you're eating. There's four awareness questions that you can ask yourself as you're eating. Don't turn your brain off or have your attention and completely engrossed on something else. I like to read while I eat and that's okay, but it's helpful to not be like so engrossed in that, so absorbed in it that you don't have time to ask yourself these awareness questions. So make sure that you're able to check in and ask yourself these questions as you eat. The first question is, what do I like about this meal? Notice the textures, the temperature, the flavors, the herbs, the spices, maybe the combination of flavors. What is it about this meal that you really like? Second question is, what do I not like about this meal? Once again, notice any flavors or textures or temperatures that just aren't very appealing. Maybe it's too hot. Maybe it's too lukewarm. Maybe it's a combination of textures that, you know, it's too mushy in your mouth. And next time it would taste a little bit better if you added some more crunch or a, a different texture in your mouth. Maybe as you're asking that question, you realize, I don't actually like the flavors of this. It kind of feels like a flavor punch. Like if I ask myself that question when I'm having like a Dorito, <laughs> I'm like, 
what flavor, what do I not like? I don't really, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Dorito flavor, to be honest. Like it instantly like gives you a sensation that you kind of like it. But as you're, if you actually ask yourself, it's like, I don't, it's not that good. Okay. So that's the second question is what do I not like about this meal? The third question is, is there anything that's missing from this meal that should be here? If you look down on your plate and think, Oh, I don't, I don't have enough protein here. Huh? Okay. Or maybe you're like, I don't have very much produce on my plate. That's another big one. A lot of people skip the produce that doesn't end up on your plate. Or maybe you could add some nuts and seeds for those healthy fats. And that's, what's going to bring in that texture, that crunch. That's a great idea. So is there anything missing from this meal that should be here? Maybe the thing that's missing is that glass of water. So asking yourself, is there anything missing that should be here? And then on the flip side, is there anything that, that is on this meal or on this plate that should not be here? Hmm. Look down at your plate and be like, do I see a pile of Doritos here? <laughs> I love how I'm picking on Doritos today. Don't judge, you know, no judgment here. Just observe what is on your plate, what's not on your plate, so it will help guide your selections at the next meal. The final fourth awareness question is, am I feeling satisfied? Am I starting to feel full? Notice when you're starting to get full, you should practice stopping when you're about 80%. 80% fullness means, okay, if 100% fullness is Thanksgiving dinner, where you just had three helpings, <laughs> you know, where you're like, I got to loosen my pants. That's how full I am. I'm going to be waddling the rest of the day because I'm, I'm so stuffed. <laughs> That's hundred percent fullness. So we got to back it up from there and eat to about 80% full. 80% means that you probably could continue eating. You're not stuffed. You still have room, but you no longer feel hungry. A lot of people don't get enough. A lot of people don't, they're not fully satisfied. Their meal, they've under eaten. And I know I've had a lot of people reach out to me recently and be like, Megan, I struggle to eat enough. And you're eating too quickly that you're not checking in and realizing I'm only at about 50% fullness with this meal. I need to eat more. So I want you to start noticing when you get full and how satisfied you are with that meal. So those are the four awareness questions that I need you to ask while you're eating. I'll say them again. What do I like about this meal? What do I not like about this meal? Is there anything missing that should be here or is anything here that should not be here? And then am I feeling satisfied? So you can write these four awareness questions in the notes on your phone or on a sticky note somewhere in your kitchen. Run through these questions at as many meals as possible. There's going to come a point where you won't have to do that anymore, but I need you to put in this work now. Okay. You need to put in this work to understand what it feels like to really be present while you're eating a meal. If you are scarfing your food down or you're eating on the go, you have zero capacity to tune in and pay attention to what you're eating and how it's making you feel. I know that this concept of intuitive eating and mindfulness, mindful eating is a really hot topic these days and, and a big buzzword, 
But tr- the, the true power of that, the true power of mindfulness and intuitive eating begins with eating slowly. If you don't eat slowly, the way I just described, you, you cannot become an intuitive eater. You cannot be a mindful eater. Okay. So I want to go back to the objections that I highlighted earlier, where you're like, I don't think this is going to work, Megan. All right. So the first objection was, I I just don't have time to slow down when I eat. My life is way too busy. You probably find yourself eating in the car or eating in between things here and there. If, If that is the case, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous and say, you've got too much on your plate, my friend. Not... (laughs) metaphorically, okay? Metaphorically, you've got too much going on. If you don't have the capacity to sit down and enjoy a meal and take care of your body in that way, you might need to rearrange your days. Most moms that I talk to, they can rearrange their day a little bit to create a margin. It it honestly is just setting boundaries in your mind and saying, I'm going to stop trying to eat while I'm working. I'm going to get away from my desk and I'm going to go to the dining room and actually eat there. And I'm, and I'll realize that I, nothing collapsed while that happened. Or maybe instead of grabbing food as you head out the door, because you're so busy, you take 10 minutes before you know you need to be out the door and you prepare a meal ahead of time. So you don't have to eat it in the car. Okay, this is just going to take some practice. And listen, it might not look like the full 20 minutes yet, but you can turn the four-minute meal into a five-minute meal, and that would be remarkably better. Baby steps, okay? Turn that four-minute meal into a five-minute meal. Just make it long enough for you to ask yourself those four awareness questions during your meal. Another objection you have was, Megan, slowing down just won't make that big of a difference with what I'm eating. I can still eat bad food slowly, right? Well, sure. Yeah, you can. But when you slow down and honestly ask yourself the four awareness questions, be, do I like this? Do I like the taste of it? Is, is there something on this plate that should not be here? When you're asking yourself those questions, it instantly brings wisdom and maturity into the picture. You're no longer eating like a toddler. (laughs) You're actually thinking it through And you have the capacity to make better food choices in the moment. I have not known a single person that intentionally and purposely practiced slower eating and did not see a shift in their food choices. And also, if you're eating bad food slowly, you know, if you have a pile of Doritos, (sighs) I'm totally picking on Doritos today. If you have a pile of Doritos, maybe you have, you know, a burger and fries and a shake. You know, if you eat that slowly and ask yourself those awareness questions, like how satisfied am I feeling? Where is that 80% fullness mark hitting? You are far less likely to overeat. So if overeating is an issue that you've got, even if you're eating bad foods, this is going to make a big, huge impact And whenever I'm coaching people and they're like, I really struggle with splurges. I find myself eating splurges every single day. I'm like, that's fine. Let's not, let's not try to remove all the splurges from your life. All I want you to do is when you do have a splurge, slow way down, 
eat that splurge so slowly, enjoy every single bite, pay attention to every single bite that comes in and stop eating when you feel like you've had enough. And that right there puts you in far more control over splurging. Okay, so before we finish, I want to give you some quick examples for how all of this can play out in your life, okay? Let's say that lunch is always a really challenging meal for you. Most moms I I coach, lunch is a tough one. You're always eating it late or you're on the go. You know, that's the time of day where you have to go pick up your kids. So today, what I want you to do is to make a point to stop what you're doing around noon Walk away from your desk or other temptations to multitask. Put your meal on your plate, get a glass of water, and go sit down somewhere. Create this boundary for yourself. Time yourself, see how long you eat that lunch, and then do the same thing tomorrow, but make it one minute longer. I would bet, I would bet money, big money, that your lunchtime meals begin to improve in quality. Okay, let's say, here's another example. Let's say you're on the go and a smoothie is the only meal that works. That's okay. Just make a point to sip on it slowly over the course of about 20 minutes. Still ask yourself those four awareness questions. And I would bet that you won't find yourself quite as hungry after the smoothie just an hour later. I know a lot of people, when they eat smoothies, they're suddenly ravenously hungry not much long after they have the smoothie. If you take it slower, that will help. You're going to feel far more satisfied and then make a point next time to maybe boost up the nutritional quality of your smoothie. Maybe as you're asking yourself those questions, what's missing? Maybe you realize I don't put enough protein in my smoothie. Let me see if I can add more. Maybe I can bump the smoothie up to like 40 grams of protein. Maybe I can try to add more veggies to my smoothie next time. So asking yourself, is there anything missing from that smoothie that could be there? Okay. Finally, all right, here's a pretty common situation. Let's say that you're at a restaurant and you you order your normal splurge meal. It's that burger, the fries, and the drink. That's okay. Just make a point to eat it slowly. Have a glass of water with you. Chew every bite. Set your burger down in between bites. Don't have the burger in one hand while you're shoving fries in your mouth with the other hand. That's a surefire way to overeat. And ask yourself the four questions as you're eating that meal. And I would bet that you just don't eat as much. You're going to walk out of that restaurant not feeling gross. You're going to be proud of yourself for having far more control. You're going to feel full much sooner. You just, and you probably won't enjoy that splurge meal quite as much as you thought you did. Maybe next time you go to that restaurant, you realize, huh, it's actually the drink that I, that I really enjoyed. So this time I'm going to order like the really nice big chicken salad that they have on the menu and still get the drink. And I think that I would feel really happy with that. So the big idea here is that practicing how you eat is far, far more important, my friend, than learning rules about what to eat. Okay, having a list of eat this, but don't eat that, don't eat that, don't eat that, which is what all those other guidelines were that I mentioned in the beginning, you know, increase your potassium, decrease your sodium, eat more vitamin D and calcium D. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I guarantee that you, this makes sense, right? This is not confusing. It's just a matter of doing it. 
And hopefully you can see now why I teach this slow eating skill. It's a skill before any other food skill in my programs. Honestly, because it sets you up for a lifetime of good eating. If you know how to eat a meal slowly and be constantly checking in with yourself, asking those like awareness questions while you're eating, it doesn't matter what list of foods you have in front of you that you can or can't eat, you know, off limits foods or whatever, you're going to be a a much healthier eater for life just by being a slow eater. So your simple action steps now are to practice eating slowly today. Time yourself at a meal. Use that as your baseline. Begin to extend that time at the next meal. Just add one minute. If that feels difficult, just add 20 seconds. Just make it a little bit longer. Just move, take baby steps in the direction of doing a little bit better. And then ask yourself the four awareness questions as you're eating. What do I like? What do I not like? What's missing? Or, or what's on this plate that should be missing? And am I satisfied? That, my friend, is probably the most important and valuable piece of nutrition and eating advice you could ever receive. Trust me on this, okay? I promise you. If you can begin practicing this today, it's going to change your life. You're going to be a better eater from here on out. All right, my friend, I'm proud of you. Thank you for showing up with me again today. It's always so fun to have you with me. And go practice that, okay? report back. Let me know how it goes. I would love it. If you meet me back here, leave a comment wherever you find me, reply back to my emails. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how it goes. Okay. And until next time, be strong. Mm -hmm.